Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Hello everybody, Cricket Badgers out there, good to have you with me, Sir James as always on the Cricket Badger podcast and today we are going to look at uh, sexism in cricket, a very serious subject and uh, I'm going to bring them on straight away, one by one. First of all, um, it's a pleasure to welcome to the uh, Cricket Badger podcast, Ella Bourne. Ella, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll bring on Georgia as well, Georgia Reef. how are you? Hello, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Georgia. And uh, we're going to talk about sexism, misogyny in cricket and the barriers that maybe uh, are in front of, uh, um, well, girls, women, all the way through the sport as well. And um, Before we do that, if you don't mind, um, Yorkshire, I've, I'm quite sad today because Yorkshire got relegated from the uh, Division 1 of the Championship to Division 2 of the Championship. Seen a lot of comments on the, uh, um, on the Twitter feeds around about how I must be happy about that because of uh, my association with Azim Rafiq. I've seen Azim's taken a load of um, direct messages and messages saying he must be happy about it. Somebody even offering him out for a fight because it's all his fault, apparently. And that is just absolutely ridiculous. The reason that myself and Azim, A, started talking about racism was B, well, from his point of view, he suffered it at the club. And uh, he had uh, unfinished business is the right word, but he wanted closure on it. He wanted the club to actually take it seriously and actually listen to him. And the reason I got involved in it is I wanted my club, the club that I've supported, I've worked at, and I still support and cover, to be as good as it can possibly be, to be inclusive and to actually be welcoming to anybody, whatever race, whatever religion, whatever sex, whatever disability, whatever anything that they are, Everybody should be welcome, treated equally, and be embraced at Headingley as one of the one of the gangs, so to speak, one of the members, one of the supporters, one of the fans. So to use the relegation to have a crack at Lord Patel, have a crack at Darren Goff, to have a crack at the club and Azim and myself and anybody else involved in all of this, it just seems to me to be particularly petty because if you can't actually see the reason that Azim in particular stood up against racism at the club because he wanted the club that he won his cap at and the club that he passionately cares about to be better than it has been then you probably don't deserve to be a Yorkshire fan you know if you don't see that the need for equality and inclusivity at Headingley is important and we want our club to be as good as it can possibly be then I don't know what to say to you, to be honest. Anyway, rant over. Let's get on to uh, talking to Ella and Georgia. Sorry about that. I just wanted to get that off my chest before we started off. Ella, let's start with you. Um, hashtag say no to sexism, um, which is how I uh, became aware of you. It's something that you set up, wasn't it? I was just talking to you before we uh, went live there. What started that? Why did you feel the need to um, start that campaign? 
So I have played um, in male cricket ever since I've started cricket. So, you know, 15 years ago, um, always playing the boys leagues, men's league and pretty much every match I'll get a comment, whether it's the petty ones like, shouldn't you be in the kitchen? Um, an objectification comment about my body, which is obviously very inappropriate. Um, just why you playing cricket, girls shouldn't play cricket, those kind of things. I always get the comments. Um, and there was a recent comment that happened this year, um, a situation, and I didn't know that I could report it and my team obviously were unhappy about it. They heard the comment, not me. Um, and they said, well, why don't you speak up? I said, well, I didn't know I could. I didn't know this was something I could report. I didn't know who I would even report it to. And I thought, well, if I played for all these years, you know, a lot longer than probably a lot of women who play cricket, then how are they meant to know what they can do as well? So I thought, well, if someone's going to speak up, I've got to do it now and there's no time to kind of waste. So, yeah, that's why I started it, just to make sure that everyone knew that they can report the situation, who they can go to, and there is support out there. So. That's the reason I started it. And, and Georgia, um, your involvement and how did you get involved? Um, so Ella actually told me about the situation that happened with her. Um, we were actually on holiday together at the time that she was telling me about it. And was this after a few drinks or before? <laughs> this <is> before. <laughs> um, and I sort of took a moment to realise that uh, like the same thing happens to me and we both said we've got mutual friends that play men's cricket and they've all talked about it before as well. But we never actually realised, and I certainly never re- realised either, that I could report it. It was just something that happened. And yeah. we all sort of went, yeah, it happens, you just get on with it. But it wasn't until Ella actually told me about her situation, told me how her club were dealing with it, um, that I realised that there's probably more that we could be doing to stop it. I'm going to play a video in a second that you put on your Twitter feed, Ella, um, where yourself and Georgia and a few other people give their experiences effectively. Um, it's about three minutes long, so we'll have to sit and watch that because you'll have seen it before. Um, but before before we get to that, Ella, what kind of response have you had to the, the hashtag campaign and has it actually helped anybody? What, what kind of interest have you had in it? Yeah, so um, it kind of blew up quite a lot on Twitter. And um, that's where I've got most of the attraction from. Um, I've had a lot of parents of, of female cricketers getting into contact with me saying, tell me to my daughter, like, do you have any advice? I've mm. had a lot of umpires say, I would never let this happen, which is obviously really good to hear. But yeah, so I've had a lot of people say that they've had the same experiences. So many other girls and other clubs have actually messaged me to say, this happens to us. Thank you for talking about it. And I think that's one of the main things is just making sure that they do feel supported and they're not the only ones. Um, I've also had, so when we started the campaign, we all wore t-shirts that literally just said to say no to sexism. And at those games, we'd have the other team come up to us and say, oh, what's this all about? And we would just explain, you know, this happened too long. I've got all these multiple comments um, and it's not okay. And they said, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, we support you. So it's just about getting the word out and making sure that, you know, other clubs, if they have maybe said these comments in the past or people that they just kind of reflect on it and think, actually, that wasn't okay. Next time I won't do that or I'll be better. So that's, okay. uh, yeah, I've got a lot of attraction, which is great. One of the things that's come from my experiences of Azim and Yorkshire and the racism stuff is it's kind of opened my eyes a lot. I think we're always learning as we go through life. I'm a lot older than you. Yeah, I, I actually was quite astonished really I think when Azim first said what he said to me because I'd worked at the club I'd not really seen um, that but I'm a white guy why would I I'm not looking out yeah. for racism and and the, the comments and, and things that he was having in inside the dressing room um so made equally made me having spoken to him and to other um black and brown guys over the last two years it made me actually um start to think about other forms of prejudice as well which is why I wanted to do this too because I think sexism from my experience as well we talk about it a little bit after the video um I've seen it myself um in and around county clubs and press boxes and things over the years um in the past and I mean we've had the thing with Joe Clark um and his involvement with the the rape trial and you know the inappropriate te- well highly inappropriate text messaging and and stuff like that WhatsApp groups um and I made the comment actually and I talk about always learning I made the comment that Joe Clark's good enough to play for England he was playing quite well at the time he hasn't hasn't done since really but um somebody came to me and said um who are you to actually make that decision because you're not a woman? And I mm-hmm. kind of thought about that for a while because my initial reaction, you know, when you kind of get somebody confronts you, my initial yeah. reaction was to kind of dig my heels in and think, well, I can have an opinion on cricket. But then I, the more I thought about it, and the more I've talk, talked to people of colour over the last couple of years, a lot of white people came to me right at the start, of the just after the Azim and Michael Carberry podcasts, um, to say, I've never seen racism in cricket, so there can't be any. And like I was saying at Yorkshire, well, you're white, so white, you've not really been looking for it and you probably haven't been affected by it. And I think, Georgia, I'll, I'll ask this to you. I think sometimes you have to be 
probably the target market or whatever the phrase might be to actually necessarily pick up on it? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, since sort of this campaign started, I've, you know, I've played in teams with my brother, with my dad, and I started talk, talking to them a little bit more about it. And even they had no idea that that was going on, even though they're, they're close to me as family members playing in the same team as me. But they still had no idea that that's things that were being said to me on the pitch. And do, you, do you find, Georgia, that it's an age thing? Are younger guys less likely to be sexist than older guys? Or Because, I mean, I'm 53. I don't look it, I know. I'm very, very beautiful. But the... Um, <laughs> In my youth, kind of 80s, there were sitcoms where sexism was part of the kind of comedy, whereas now it's not. It's frowned upon and it's kind of, you know, pe- people that react quite rightly. There has been some progress. But do you find that older people are more likely to be sexist or does that not really come into it? I personally, from my own experience, I would say age doesn't come into it at all. I've had people from all age brackets um, have say comments and through all stages of, of me as well. Um, whether I was young or at 23 I am now. So um, I don't think age does come into it. Um, I think it's who the people learn from within their own teams. And sometimes the younger players learn from the older players um, and think that some of those comments are okay. It's just a joke, as they say, but that's actually not the case. Well, that was a lot of the thing with the Yorkshire racism thing. You know, it's the use of the P word was banter rather than, yeah, rather than, it's, it's totally unacceptable, isn't it? I, I mean, same question to you, Ella. Have you, do you think it's an age thing or do you think it's um, just across the board? Um, I would say with clubs that we play locally, for me, it more is an age thing. The older the, the generation, the more comments I typically tend to get, purely because I've played against the younger generation for, you know, my whole my whole life, really, and they played against me, so they know not to make these comments, and if they were made, it's been nipped in the bud, especially with my teammates as well. They've always grown up with me, so they've not thought anything different, so they find it really bizarre if this does happen. Um, so, yeah, with clubs locally, I do find it's many of the older generation, but if you start to go outside of that kind of branch, then, yeah, absolutely, it's just a variety of age ranges, yeah. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. And I, I used to say with, at the start of the racism thing that you know, racism is part of society, sadly. Uh, so therefore it'd be very naive to think it didn't seep into cricket clubs and the same would be true of sexism Ella as well wouldn't it yeah absolutely 100% and it is one of those things like you said if you're not the demographic that's targeted then you do kind of have a blind eye to it you don't actively notice it as much Um, and I think that's a really important thing to note because it's like similar to Georgia you know my team have played around me for years and this year was the first comment they had ever heard when it's happened consistently every year so yeah I do think it's very similar to George's experience do you find that your teammates are protective of you or are they just as likely to be sexist as opposition no my teammates to be fair are absolutely amazing um one one thing is said they will not have it they're right back behind me um everything that I've done they so we actually sat down and my teammate said what are you going to do about this now are you going to make it a campaign and I said oh I haven't really thought about it and they said you need to let, let's do something let's make something impactful and I thought wow for my teammates to come and say this to me you know that's amazing so as a collective we kind of came up with the idea of the t-shirts and how we're going to put it forward so yeah my teammates are amazing but I know for the majority of other girls it's not the same situation mm. I was going to say that's a definition of a team have you found the same thing Georgia that your teammates have you back kind of thing or yeah a hundred percent I think that also comes with being part of the club from such a young age um so they sort of knew me from and I was just part of the furniture really at the club whereas I think perhaps for girls who are coming into cricket at a later age that might be a different scenario they might have to almost 
prove themselves within that team before they actually get that um, positive um, sort of support from their teammates. I'll ask this to both of you, whoever wants to answer it first can do. But, I, I, you know, obviously you've got healthy teams, by the sounds of it, who look after you and you're just one of the gang. I, I imagine that there is sexism from inside clubs as well that, you know, it, that is unacceptable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know that a few of our friends, so we went to university together, that's how we know each other. And a few of our friends from uni have said, you know, this has kind of put me off from playing cricket. Um, I don't want to play in a boys team, I only play in a girls team now because it comes from the inside. And I think it, like Jordan said, it's 100% how long you've been there, unfortunately, because we've both been at the clubs for such a young age. It's second nature for us to be in the team and, you know, it's not thought about twice. Whereas if you're coming into that environment, if you think about it, you've got a group of lads who probably know each other for years. You've got that lad culture, as it were, and you've got a female coming into that. It's very much an outsider. And it's like, how do you kind of make sure that that blend is very natural and just a normal thing to happen? It's kind of hard to do. Nothing worse than a load of lads together. I've been one of them. Um, <laughs> the, uh, in terms in terms of um, looking at the kind of wider picture, the professional setup and women women's cricket is great isn't it you know you, you see that the England women's team maybe not quite as good against India but uh, they've had their success um, recently some stars are coming out of that England dressing room where not just um, young girls but young boys can kind of like really get into the England's women cricket how, how inspirational Georgia is that for women kind I guess uh, you know is, is that great and presumably because women's cricket is getting a little bit more high profile that can only be good but it doesn't mean that sexism is solved yeah, yeah, exactly as you say. I think the last few years, uh, women's cricket has grown incredibly. Uh, I think the 100's been a massive, massive help for that. Um, and also those double-header games where young people are seeing both the men's and women's games uh, on the same evening and, and picking out the stars of the day. It doesn't matter what gender they were playing in. So I think... That definitely is, is going to be a big help to reducing sexism, especially if you've got young boys who are playing cricket. If they've seen the stars on the TV playing women's cricket, when young girls come in and, and play along with them, they're kind of a bit more OK with it because they've seen how amazing women are on the TV um, representing their country. I, I have noticed, I mean, when the England women's football team won the Euros, um, obviously quite rightly, became big news. I've seen it around the England women's cricket team and around you know, 100 teams and what have you. There is a lot of positivity, but you also get a lot of blokes saying, oh, it's too slow, it's just boring, I don't like watching women's cricket. How, how would you respond to that, Ella? Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's not the same as men's cricket. We're not claiming it, it to be. You know, um, I think it still is a very high standard. Of course it is, but it's just the natural body differences, you know, muscle differences as well. That's how you're going to naturally have that happen. Doesn't mean it's not as exciting. Doesn't mean the standard isn't high. Um, I think a lot of it is an excuse just to kind of put women's cricket back or to put any women's sport back. It's like, well, it's not it's not men's cricket, so I'm not watching it. And it's, that's not the way to think of things, you know. It's still a game of cricket that you should be interested in. If you like cricket, then it's not one gender. It's, it's everyone playing. It's still, it's still the same skill base, isn't it? It's still exactly. the same... It's still the same game. I mean, I, I do commentary on tennis and I, I actually do um, women's tennis. So I prefer women's tennis to men's tennis because because it is a little bit slower. You still get very powerful women playing, but points develop a little bit. Um, you know, there's a little bit more guile, I think, in, in women's tennis, Georgia. I mean, do you see that with the women's game maybe? that it's not. I mean, you don't get people bowling at 95 miles an hour, but there's still a hell of a lot of skill involved. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, sometimes the skills are slightly different as well. Um, yes, you have got your batters who can hit the ball out the ground, but um, also that movement around the, the crease, trying to do ramp shots, paddles. You know, Tammy Beaumont's a great example of that. Her reverse sweeps are incredible. Um, so I think you see a lot more of that within the women's game. And, and that, for me, is a really exciting watch because um, they get a bit more inventive with the shots that they're trying to play. Um, Izzy Wong's the one at the minute, isn't she? Who's kind of a bit of stardust in her. She's uh, she's probably coming on to the scene at just the right time, isn't she? Yeah, just as exactly. it uh, just as it picks up a little bit. I have to lay my cards on the table. You mentioned the hundred, Georgia. I am not a massive fan of the hundred because of the impact on the cricket of the summer and the fact that it kind of marginalises the championship and sends everything else out of August. So I've been a big opponent of the hundred, but I also have always added the caveat. But it's great for women's cricket, and it, the, the only problem with that is that could the women's cricket, the 100 women's cricket, survive without the men's? If I if I had my way and the men's got banned, 
and we just went back to having the 18 counties playing county cricket. Could the women survive, the 100 survive without the men's 100? I think um, the, the women really thrive off having that uh, joint team with a men's team. Yeah. Um, I think at the minute, probably the women's 100 probably wouldn't survive. Um, but I think in a few years when they've really established a fan base, which, you know, we're only, we've only just had the second year of the 100, um, but another couple of years where we've got that broader fan base of the 100, I think that's when it will thrive. Let's have 18 women's teams. Just mirror the counties and we'll have everything I want then. Um, that'll be fine. <laughs> you are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mentioned I was going to play a video and I got chatting to you and I haven't played it yet. So we're going to play it now. I'm going to play the uh, the video in its entirety. It's not that long. You'll see these two starring in this video and a few others as well. And off the back of that, we'll come back and we'll we'll talk about some of the issues raised in it. It's that Badger style. recently launched a campaign for Say No to Sexism in Cricket. The main objective of this campaign is to raise awareness and to really spread the word about all the sexism that does take place in cricket. The reason I started this campaign is because I've been playing cricket ever since I could walk my, my entire life and I never knew that I could report these sexist comments. I get them pretty much every game and it's about time that we started speaking up, we report situations and we use our voices to actually make a difference. So please help spread the word. I've also got a few other female cricketer friends to share their views on what they've experienced as well. So please keep watching. Is this going to be right arm over girly bowling or right arm over proper bowling? Oh, put her down at number 11. She's a girl. She won't be able to bat. That if I don't bat very well, but I've opened or I've gone in where you would expect someone to be able to bat well. If I don't do well, if I get a couple of runs, um, I'll, I'll get congratulated. I used to get a pat on the back or people come up to me like, well done, like good effort. Try and be extra nice to me because they think that scoring any runs as a female is a, is a massive achievement when they would never dare do that to a male equivalent. It's just really patronising, really sexist, and it just shows an underlying expectation that female players aren't going to be as good. The girl on their team's the captain, so they can't be very good. Um, when I took too long in the changing rooms once, one of my coaches said to me, what were you doing your makeup?" There's a fielder standing at square leg, and they said, I'm not going to move from the spot. I had the best view from here. Keep bending over, love. Shouldn't you be in the kitchen making the teas? It has been when I'm trying to organise extra fixtures for the women's teams um, but then being told that the men's teams take priority over the schedule and the availability of the pitches they must be sure if they've got a girl playing and my driving instructor told me after I told him of the weekend of sport I played he said I don't agree with women playing sport it's never going to be as good to watch on the TV they may as well stick to what they're good at for instance when I dropped a catch in the outfield when I was 13 or 14 an umpire said to me, oh, did you break a nail? One or two, there's always two runs to a girl. They can't throw. Are you going to bowl like a girl today? One of the teams that I played against, all the opposition imitated girly voices whenever I was on strike and spoke normally whenever my male batting partner was on strike. The first time I was ever sexualised at cricket, I was 13 years old. I say that my experiences with sexism within cricket haven't necessarily been direct forms, but probably like the everyday ones that go under the radar. Instead of being direct, it's the things that chip away at you that really impact you the most. Thank you guys for watching and I hope it's given you guys a little bit of an insight as to what us female cricketers go through every game we play cricket. Please keep supporting this and share it with the hashtag say no to sexism and hopefully we can make some real change. Please use your voice, sound up to it, report it and if you hear it on the cricket pitch, please call it out. Thank you. It's that Badger style. I watched that on your Twitter feed, Ella, and there was a few things that really jumped out there. I mean, all of it's bad, but there was a few things that jumped out there. I'm going to go through a few of them. I mean, not necessarily in order of uh, how I, in gravity, but 
Um, being patronised, Georgia. It seems to me that one of the you know came up quite in quite a few of those examples was almost like pat on the head, little girl. Um, you're doing quite well, or yeah, j- just treating somebody differently because of sex. Yeah, it's it's pretty common that obviously people have the perception that just because you're a girl, you're not as good as the men, um, which is completely false. Um, I've seen Ella play against some of the men that she plays with, and she's probably better than most of them. But it, yeah, it is very common that it, there's just that assumption there. And then um, a lot of the time it's not intended to be sexist, but it's because of people's pre- preconceptions uh, of how we perform um things just sort of come out yeah i guess Alaric, yeah that being patronized that's only going to get better the more women play and the more more people mix i mean i I go back to racism but i think one of the biggest problems with racism is that um, people don't understand each other because they don't get close enough together to actually work out what a different community actually how it operates and what have you so unless you actually have women in your club and and kind of mix with them and rub shoulders with them yeah, I guess ultimately that's how you get accepted, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, even some examples that, that I face. So, for example, often I don't have a changing room. I'll be thrown into some shed or one time I got changed behind a tractor and I had someone holding up like a T-shirt to try and cover me. And it's Not, like, not literally fr- thrown into a shed. No, you have an empty <laughs> wooden cage that you uh, <laughs> don't get changed yeah. in, which, I mean... I can't even tell you how many times I've been walked in on with my trousers down, quite literally. <laughs> you know, and it's like a situation, like looking back, like, oh, it's fine, I don't mind because I'm used to it. But if that was a new female cricketer, they're going to think, what on earth is going on? This is not okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, luckily my team are like, if you need to use it, use a room like we'll go out kind of thing or I'll go in my in there with them but sometimes it's just not an option and mm-hmm. it's because I think if you're new to a, a team like that you're going to feel naturally excluded and it's because they don't they don't want to be like oh well here's your change room or here's where you can do it and it's because they don't understand the differences they don't realize there even necessarily is a difference um and it's yeah like you said it's because they don't take the time to get to know you know what you need or um just a different different way it's played in females and males i originate from lincolnshire louth in lincolnshire had um, aaron brindle who used to be an england cricketer mm-hmm. she she was the first um woman the reason louth i think is uh, famous on the cricket map is because aaron um was the first woman to score 100 in a in a men's league game that was while she was an england player i i know that she got treated very seriously then because she'd obviously performed and she was a as George just um, said about you, Ella, you know, as good as the men, if not better than the men. And I guess, I mean, you shouldn't really take that though, should it? You could be the 11th best player in your side and still be treated with respect from that that angle. Um, the stick to what you're good at, get back in the kitchen love kind of uh, mentality, Georgia. How common is that? Yeah, that's one that I heard a lot more when I was younger, actually. I feel like it's they kind of moved away from that now. But when I was, certainly when I was younger, I, I got that quite a lot. And how, how does all of this make you feel then when you kind of pat it on the head, patronise and then told to get back in the kitchen? Yeah, it it's, can be quite frustrating. I always used it as fuel to play better, um, to try and prove something. Um, but equally, if you're in a very high pressure situation anyway, say you're batting and it's getting quite close, that's the first thing that can take your mind off the game. Just one comment like that. And it's just really not needed. Like, fair enough, I understand a bit of sledging here and there, but that isn't something that I feel is necessary to sledge about. I was going to say, actually, because you, you made me think about sledging there. And I always think with uh, some of you know the very best players, the most mentally tough players, the more sledging they have, the more the focus they get. As you say, it makes you given, driven to actually play better. And I thought, well, I'm going to get one over on this absolute idiot that's calling me whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess everybody's different, aren't they? And for some people, some people, what is a, an insult, another person will take as a compliment, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, quite possibly. But again, still, I'd say the, the sexism and comments like get back in the kitchen. I think mm. that's just a no-go on any cricket. That, that can't really be a compliment, can it? Nah. Um, unless your cooking's excellent. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, um, I mean, I, I obviously, as I say, I come from a kind of slightly different era. But even recently, I heard a phone in on one of the radio stations, which was talking about sexism in the workplace. And 
the there was a woman came on who was a little bit older who said well i quite like getting slapped on the backside and being told i'm pretty because it makes me feel wanted kind of that kind of attitude is is there a line ella do a, does a bloke that's watching this who's thinking am i guilty of this or not does it depend on who you're talking to does it depend on the person that you're actually talking to or is it just no go regardless um i mean i, th- I think there's a difference between finding someone attractive and then crossing a line. I mean, of course, if you play against someone, you can you can think in your head, oh, they're not bad looking, or whatever you want to think. That's what you do want to think. Um, but and if you want to proceed with that during the cricket match, it's not the time to do it. Like if you actually think, oh, I want to get her number, I want to talk to her later after the game, pull her aside, whatever. If that's actually what you want to do, I mean, I don't think it's appropriate. But if that's what you mm. genuinely think, fine, whatever. But during a game, any form of, of that, what you just kind of mentioned, is just never appropriate. It's it's just not necessary because I've been batting and I've had comments made about me and I'm just sat there thinking, well, now I know that you're all looking at me. I know that I know exactly what you're looking at and I'm trying to think, well, how do I cover this? How do I keep out of yeah. the situation? You know, it's really uncomfortable because it's not just, if that comment's made publicly, it's not just them who's heard or who said it the whole team's then heard it and then you know everyone's focusing on that and you're going oh my god like yeah so I mean I don't think it's ever really appropriate on the cricket pitch ever probably the thing that stood out most was the comment you made Ella Mm. about the first time um you were sexualized at a cricket match was when you were 13 years old I know it's disgusting I mean what possesses somebody I mean what uh, what possesses somebody of any to any anybody of any age to kind of act inappropriately like that, but to a 13-year-old girl? Yeah, so I was 13 playing in uh, a boys under 16 game. Um, and I think I was actually bowling at the time and my dad heard the comment. Um, so the boys were sat behind my dad and they turned around and said, look at her, I don't really want to say it, but look at her bum. Oh my God, she must be at least 18. I would love to meet her. Um, and obviously my dad was like, that's the last I want to hear of that enough. Don't you dare say another word kind of thing. And then, you know, bright red faces, silence. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just they don't know where the line is. And especially when you're that age, you're trying to show up in front of your friends. And again, that's not the time or place to do it. And it's the yeah. assumption that I was older than I was. And I was 13. I quite clearly looked 13. I wasn't, you know, an early bloomer. I was very much a child at the time. Um, and I think that's where it's just like you, you need to know boundaries. You need to know what actually is acceptable and what's not. Because as a 16-year-old saying that about a 13-year-old, so you, you know, even if you want to take it out of the cricket con- like context, it's still absolutely mm. vile. Think about it in a, in a school age. You know, it would never happen. It's it's just not. Yeah, it's never appropriate, and it's it's disgusting, quite honestly. One of the other things that stood out as well, and as I say, obviously been heavily involved in the uh, the racism stuff and spoken to a lot of people about their experiences of racism. And one of your your friends on that said, um, instead of being direct, it's the things that chip away at you. And that is something that registered with me, having spoken to people about racism. It, it's not always the person that comes up and says UP or UN or whatever. It's this kind of little snidey comments that kind of build up and, you know, the, kind of the in-jokes that you don't find funny and stuff like that that kind of really start to build up. Is that something you can relate to, Georgie? Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. Um, it's, it's, it's the little things that the person saying it doesn't necessarily think is overly sexist. Um, like I had a case recently where I, I'd got out to a, a bowler um, and I was a little bit annoyed that I got out to that ball, just missed a straight one. So nothing new there. Um, <laughs> but um, I was quite annoyed that I'd got out to them. And this bowler had taken four or five wickets that day. And one of their teammates came up to me after the game and said something like, oh, like you batted really well. And I said, oh, no, I didn't. And they said, oh, no, he was a really, really quick bowler, really quick bowler. When in actual fact, he was no quicker than any girl I'd faced before. Um, but it was just they had assumed that because he had any sort of pace to him that yeah. I couldn't handle that. And I know that from his side, he was just trying to be nice, I think. Um, but it was just, yeah, that that annoyed me quite a lot when he said that. Do, do you have to look at it that way, George? In that obviously sometimes somebody might say something clumsily that might upset you, but the kind of, I guess, the, the motive behind the comment was supposed to be friendly in their head what it wasn't like a nasty thing yeah I, I think you do I think you do have to be tuned into that and I think that's something that over the years in in future when 
women's cricket gets more high profile, there are more girls playing men's cricket. I think that's something that will slowly dissolve. Mm. Um, I think it is just a, a lack of education and just uh, an assumption that's always been there, I think, um, that sometimes is, is hard to get out of your mind. Yeah. Finally, the, one of the, the other comments on that video, Ella, was um, the, the men's teams taking priority over the women's teams at clubs kind of the you'll have to wait for a pitch kind of attitude because the men are playing yeah. um that that I, I can see i could I, I have not played cricket for years but i can certainly see that happening um that must be incredibly frustrating so frustrating because in situations it can lead to you know uh, a female home team for in a in a girls league um being moved to a pitch they never played it before as their home game and you, you mm. wouldn't have boys do that so why are the girls doing that and sometimes it's even the case of it's a women's league fixture and it's a male's friendly fixture and they still get that pitch. And it's like, well, why? What's a priority, a league or a friendly? Obviously a league. So what's the difference between a male and a female? And that's when it kind of comes down to the very obvious fact that it's the sex. Mm. Um, and that's where it gets really frustrating. Um, so we always kind of shoved off and put on the uh, not as good pitch, which is just really annoying because you deserve to be there just as much as any ma- male does. Um, I had a couple of comments actually coming whilst we've been talking. Wazir, hello Wazir. Um, he says, um, I would have thought age, well, he's going back a bit here. I would have thought age would have been made a difference That's uh, in his opinion. And he says, I, he's 60 and he really doesn't see the problem. Um, but ha- wait a second. Um, players are selected on merit and that is it. Two of the girls playing for Berkshire and on the books of Sunrisers. Um, I watched women's cricket at Sonning Cricket Club. And then about... Eight minutes later, after watching your video and hearing a couple of things you said, he says, wow, I cannot believe this happens. Upsetting. So you've obviously uh, you've opened Wazir's eyes uh, today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Just kind of taking it away from cricket for a second. I've, I've seen um, Lizzie Ammon, the um, Times journalist, often tweets about her experiences of being a woman in and around cricket and in life. Some of the stuff that she, it makes you think actually when you see somebody actually, because Lizzie's quite open about being kind of men following her late at night and you can hear the footsteps and that kind of stuff and being and feeling threatened. But she, she mentioned something the other day um, recently about, walking into Lords and about how many comments she'd had on the way into the ground from spectators waiting to get into Lords to watch the test match. I think it was all right. Love this, you know, smile. It's never going to, yeah, but kind of really sort of cheap, stupid, sexist comments. Yeah. As I said, this is a societal thing. It's not just cricket. You know, you you get this uh, presumably um, outside of cricket as well. Bella. Yeah, so this is one thing that I noticed as why I started the campaign. So I do get outside of cricket, and when it's outside of cricket, I'm very feisty. You know, I'm like, you do not say that to me. That's so inappropriate. I will very much stand up for myself. And I thought, I don't stand up for myself at cricket. Like, that's not who I am. So that's yeah. one reason I actually started the campaign. So it's funny you said that. Um, but yeah, 100%, you get it all the time, every day in life, really. Um, you know, whether in the shops, you're going on a walk, you're you know, whatever you're doing, you're going to let someone form a comment or if it's a look or sometimes you're even walking past someone in the supermarket and you've got a husband and wife and the husband will just give you a wink and you're thinking, what? You're, you're do, do you know something? You, I was about to come on to that. Um, on Instagram and, and what have you and, and Twitter sometimes, um, you see a pretty girl um, put a picture of herself on a, in a bikini or something like that on, on Instagram. There's nothing wrong with that. And you'll get a load of blokes saying, all right, love, I'll, you know, what I'd like to do with you and blah, 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 blah. And then you look at their profile, because I'm nosy, and you think, he's married with three kids. He's yeah. thinking, what, what are you playing at? That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I do the exact same. I look at their profile as well. And, and it's so bizarre, especially sometimes you get it with women against women. You know, you see someone will post a photo of whatever, and then they'll comment saying, "That's not you shouldn't be parenting like that. And then you click on their profile, they've got three kids and you're thinking you shouldn't be bringing other parents down or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's very bizarre. And I think a lot of that is to do with social media. I think social media has made people think that it's acceptable to make these comments about people's appearances or whatever they want to make comments about. And yeah, I, th- I think it's a very bizarre 
place to be and it's kind of hard to navigate at the moment with social media mm-hmm. and and how people are treated and the comments you think you can make and why you think you're you're justified to make that comment it's it's very bizarre entitlement I think there seems to be a type of person I think that if you post something they might not even care about the subject but you have to be anti it you have to come on and kind of say the contrary view yeah um, why, why were you then quiet in a cricket environment and you feisty outside of cricket what what was the, what quietened you down I, I'm not entirely sure I think it's because I've played for so long that you know I was really used to the comments I thought it was a normal thing to happen um mm. which I really to say I don't know why I thought it was normal I just thought oh it's fine so when um the incident happened this year my chairman rang me up and he said oh, I can't believe this happened and I said oh Paul it's fine it happens all the time he went what are you talking about and I said oh well I'm very used to it that's why I've never really said anything he said if you get it that often that's what some of the comments that it happened he said if you get it that often like why do you still play cricket and I said well for me it's either put up the comments and play cricket or don't put up the comments and stop playing and for me cricket's always going to win so that's why I'd never said anything and he said no you not, can't not, not knocking your chairman but isn't that the wrong way for him to look at that so he was just um like kind of confused as to why I'd put up with it for so yeah. long um because then he said to me any any comment I don't get how big or small it is you tell me and we're going straight to league we're gonna get this sorted you like you can't put up that week in week out and that's when I kind of realized oh my god why have I been quiet for so long you know I've clearly got the support of everyone who who I need the support of and I'm just the one letting it happen really um so in all fairness the chairman and the club have been extremely supportive so um I think they've all just confused how they've not necessarily witness the comments or how they've been maybe turned a blind eye to it. I guess as well. I mean, with the fact that women's cricket is growing so quickly, there'll be cricket clubs that have just not are not used to having women around who are suddenly having these issues, which they're not they're not sort of attuned to dealing with, are they? No, not at all. So I think obviously the hundred has helped um, getting that exposure out there, just showing that mm. women are more than capable to to be playing at the same standard. Um, but yeah, it's definitely the introduction of women into the, into these men's games. It almost feels like you're an outsider coming into this really inner circle. Um, so I think that's a really difficult thing to kind of get past and break through. Uh, yeah, it's a really difficult space to kind of navigate, especially as an all-male team. If you're then playing against a female, the initial thing is, oh my God, what's she doing here? Is, does she play cricket? Is she just in because they're, they're short of players? You know, they then during the warm up and all eyes are on you. They're thinking, can she catch? Can she bowl? Can she bat? And it's all very judgment. And whilst it's maybe not really meant nastily because they're just not used to it, it's still the as as the female, you know, you've got all eyes on you. It's a very uncomfortable situation to be in. So you have to be that little bit better to impress Georgie D. Yeah, and I think that's something again that starts so young. Um, I always found playing cricket even quick cricket when I was 10 um, I always had to put more work in than everyone else because if I was rubbish I was kind of living up to everyone's expectations of me being rubbish whereas I wanted to exceed those expectations so I think yeah definitely you've kind of learned from a young age to put the hard yards in so that you're, you're successful and that you avoid the comments I guess. And does that feel quite nice when you um, perform and walk back after scoring 100 or whatever past the person that's been sledging you when you walked on? Yeah, I, I've got many memories of uh, making boys cry because they would say something before the game <laughs> and then you get them out first ball and they walk off the pitch crying. My dad's got one very good story that he enjoys telling people about that. Um, so, yeah. Tell, well, tell us then. Um, it's, I can't even remember. It was Tom Moores who plays for Nottinghamshire now. Peter okay. Morrison, yeah, he he hadn't said a comment actually, but um, I got him out first ball and uh, he came off the pitch crying. Um, so yeah, it's an evil streak in you, isn't it? Making people cry. <laughs> um, how, how about you outside of cricket? Then, as Ella was saying, you know, it's as we were saying, it's kind of around society, not just in cricket. Are you more vocal outside of a cricket team than and quite within it, like Ella? Or yeah, so hundred um, percent. I've, we've talked to, to this with a lot of our friends, mutual friends um, that have been in the same situation. Um, and we've all said that away from a cricket pitch, you call it out, you say that it's wrong. But the second you step over that white line, it's kind of like you just accept it. Um, and again, I think that goes back to hearing these comments being so young. Um, because when, when you're young, you don't know what to do about it. You just take it. Um, and then that sort of gets ingrained in you. 
Is there an element with with Azim? Um, I mean, I, I know I keep kind of t- uh, comparing it to the the other isms, but um, with Azim, he felt that he had to change his behaviour a little bit to be accepted by the Yorkshire dressing room. Because being in a team, you want to be part of the team. You don't want to be an outsider sat on your own in the corner. D- is there an element of that in terms of being quieter in a dressing room, Georgie? Um, I don't know. Um, I think because a lot of the time it's for me it's been opposition that have made those comments um so to them yeah I've been quiet about it but within within my own team I've always felt very comfortable being myself I've I've got a lot of good good people around me who have always supported my cricket so when it's in my own dressing room and if say if it was someone in my own dressing room that was making those comments I've never had that but I think I probably would maybe call it out then but it's because it made them cry wouldn't you (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> and when, when you see I mean I don't know if you remember the Chris Gale interview when he was basically chatting up the the female TV reporter at, at the big bash um that got a lot of um publicity because he basically asked her out live on telly didn't he totally different but you see the Joe Clark and the the Hepburn trial and the the WhatsApp messages um concerning um blatant and quite quite nasty misogyny against women in that and there are other examples as well how does that make you feel when it's kind of the sport you love and you see people behaving like that it's really disappointing it's almost like a dissociation from it because I know that the people that I play around wouldn't do that so it's almost the even though I experience it it's still the disbelief that at such a larger scale even higher up that you go it's still happening it's still um an issue I mean for example the Chris Gale thing imagine being the interviewer you know being put in that spotlight where your job is actually just ask questions you're you're there as 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 a journalist essentially I really thought I really thought that about her sorry I can't remember her name um but the what she say in that situation because you I mean she just she just smiled along and kind of like took it didn't she but she didn't have a choice really did she no, yeah, so she took it like a professional and just tried to, you know, part, like move on past it. But then, you know, for the rest of the interview, all you're thinking in your head is, why has he said that? That's going to be put to everyone. They're all going to see this. And it's mm. an embarrassment that it's not your fault that you're embarrassed, but you still feel that embarrassment because you're put mm. in this situation where you've got no control. You know, um, all, all eyes are at you. Again, it's uncomfortable. It's a situation that you can't you, you can't have any control about it. Again, it's just one of those things. Um, and, yeah, it's just really disappointing to see it because – it's a game that you love and you want to be proud to say, I play cricket. And then these headlines come up and you're like, well, am I proud? No, not really anymore. I mean, Georgia, you'd have made Chris Gale suffer there, wouldn't you? I think, <laughs> judging by what you've said. But the um, in terms of cricket and sort of the, the, those examples of sexism in cricket, Georgia, it, what, go back to what I said earlier on about you know, men, men saying there isn't any sexism in cricket. What's she on about? It's not really a man's call to say that. As I say, that's something I've really learned over the last two years. I'm too old to be learning new lessons, but uh, I don't think you're ever too old to really kind of make yourself better as a human being. And I think that's one of the lessons I've picked up, that it's it's not for somebody like me to say there isn't sexism in cricket because it's not me that suffers it. Yeah, um, I think you have to listen to every voice. And if there is a voice out there saying that it exists, then then chances are that's probably true. And what, so what would you say to that? That's what you'd say to to a, a bloke who probably after I put this out, there will be some tweets along those lines of what, what's he, t- I mean, like, was it, was he, a, he started off by saying, I don't understand this. I've never seen it. And then he's kind of come around to thinking it. Um, I mean, he says, uh, he's just followed up actually with all oh, this is a revelation to me as if ever I heard anyone saying anything stupid, I would pull them up. I mean, I, I guess, Georgia, that's what you're saying. Your teammates are doing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um... That's what you want people to do, I suppose. Exactly, and and like you say, we, you know, you've you've played that video that Borny put, uh, Ella put together, and that, that just shows there's what five, six voices in there that are people mm. saying things that they have heard on a cricket pitch, and you can't say that those six voices are, are making these comments up, or yeah. And I'm I'm guessing Ella that you didn't have to scour the country to find those six voices. No, so those people in the video, so we all went to university together as well. Um, and the reason I, I kind of asked those guys is because they've, you know, been sharing everything on social media with me. And we've also at uni had those discussions. Um, they're, they're the group that we would all talk about this with. So I knew for a fact that they'd be keen to get this shared out. But yes, yeah, so even if you speak to 
old members that you've played with so for example after I after I started the campaign my chairman his daughter used to play she's not anymore and he turned around to me and said she's just told me all the comments she's heard I, I can't believe it I really can't I'm, I'm so upset I really can't believe that this has happened almost under our eyes and no one else has noticed mm. um so yeah it's I, I can almost guarantee you that every female who's played in the men's league will have received a comment it, it I can probably put money on it to be honest with you it's it's almost a guarantee and it's it's become second nature and that's where we kind of got to take a step back and go you know what no that's not okay women may feel like this in in or out of cricket whatever it is in life yeah so that's kind of I know for a fact that everyone is getting these comments we talked a lot about playing the game um which is obviously important and you don't experience it's in any any shape or form in terms of watching the cricket and enjoying the cricket and having an opinion on cricket and that kind of part of this i have seen well friends of mine on twitter being told what what do you know kind of thing that that kind i guess that's patronizing it's why it's downright rude isn't it you you're a woman what what do you know about cricket do you have you seen that yeah so i mean when i'm actually watching cricket um, I don't tend to experience it in, in any way. Um, it just kind of depends on where you are. So if you have an opinion on cricket and, for example, you don't know the person you, you're having this conversation with very well, they're get, they automatically assume, obviously I'm kind of broadening, generalising here, and they kind of automatically assume that your opinion isn't valid or it's got no real meaning behind it. You're just saying it's part of the conversation. But actually, sorry, it's So it's more just having an opinion. It's They want to argue with you more. They want to make sure that you are wrong, that, your opinion isn't correct. So if I were to say, I don't know, England should have beaten, beaten India. No, no, they shouldn't. No, no, no. Or whatever. It's just the media, no matter how big or small it is, it's the, no, yeah. you, you can't be right for that, for that comment or that opinion. It's yeah. it's just really simple things. And it's just, I'm allowed to have an opinion on the game too. Uh, same question to you, Georgie, really. The ability to have an opinion on cricket that's maybe discredited by another male. Have you found that? Um, yeah, very similar to Ella. Um, sometimes you have to sort of, you know, you're having the conversations about cricket and people are just assuming you're saying what you've heard somewhere else. But I guess the more you talk about it, the more that they sort of realise you know what you're talking about. My name is Jacob and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I'll just say you a couple of the things I've seen in my time in cricket in press boxes. Um, there was one individual who regularly used to come up to me. If there was a female in the press box, would you? Would you? And all that kind of stuff. And you're thinking, just go, stop it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I should have probably just told him to properly stop it, but I didn't. I kind of just smile and walk away, but um, totally out of order. And then there was one that was actually even worse. It reminded me of your um, 13-year-old story, Ella, where a couple of blokes in one of the press boxes was looking out the window, a couple of um, women, I'll say that for now, walking around the edge of the... Uh, um, the boundary. Oh, look at them! Blah 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 blah. They got closer. They looked about eight. I mean, it was just—it's just horrible, absolutely horrible. And it happens a lot. And I think any women in press boxes—I I wouldn't want to be a woman in a in a cricket press box. It's a very male-dominated kind of setup. And um, I think uh, I, I, no wonder that I think Lizzie and a few of the other women in press boxes pull their hair out at times because uh, it can't be pleasant at times. It really can't. Getting back to was here, he says apropos Gail. Do you think women get away with similar behaviour, Ella? Yes, I think they can do in certain situations. Um, I think it can be laughed off because it's a woman um, and that does not make it right in any way, shape or form. However, I don't think it's half as regular as it is with the with with male. Um, and I think especially with what you're seeing on TV with the likes of Chris Gale, it's more... Okay, what, what do you see at the lower levels? What about behind the scenes? That's what you've got to think of. How is the situation? Is it uncomfortable or was it just a joke? Um, I think, yeah, women can absolutely do it to men. There's there's no denying that. Um, but I don't think it's anywhere as near 
uh, as much or as often as it happens to a woman. So I'm not denying that it will happen to a man. You know, these comments still can be made in, in any shape or form. It's just how often it is. And it's also the, the power balance as well. You know, yeah. also the, the physical power balance that the male tends to have. So, you know, even if a woman does, does make a comment, it's no, it's not OK. I'll never say it is. But it's also if a male makes comments, they've got the power to actually, you know, physically restrain you in some sort of way or however they want to do it even if it's just like a more mental power balance it's always in the back of your mind that they've got some form of hierarchy of control um, and I think that's it that plays a massive factor into it well my opinion on the Chris Gale thing was I don't think he actually meant any harm no. I think he was actually joking but I think in his head he's so powerful and he's so he thinks he's so sexy and all the rest of it that he thought he could control that situation by putting her down he was effectively controlling her on air wasn't he yeah and i don't think he actually i don't think there was any malice in it i think it was just very very ill-judged and it came across really badly in terms of i come to you georgia in terms of um the joe clark thing wow. and yeah you know, that debate that was rattling on a few months ago in bat would you would you feel comfortable watching an england cricket team with a joe clark playing in it who had obviously acted very inappropriately on whatsapp messages there's that just obviously the rape trial he was exonerated of any kind of wrongdoing on that night it's important to say that but he was obviously very much a part of the very inappropriate women collecting whatsapp messages that went before all of that where some of the comments were just downright disgusting i've seen a lot of women on twitter saying that if he ever played for england they just wouldn't be able to support an england team with him in it would you go be that strong on something like that or there is the other there is the other angle that everybody needs to or is there another angle that everybody needs to be able to improve and be better and to be better in the future um yeah i think that's a really different difficult question to answer i think the spirit of cricket and the tradition of cricket with having um such a good spirit to it i think um that case goes against everything that cricket stands for so in that case, I think it's very, very hard to, to see a, a person like that come back and, and, and wear an England shirt. Um, however, I do believe that people should have the opportunity to uh, redeem themselves. Um, so I, I don't have, I can't, I'm can't, going to sit on the fence on that one. I don't blame you. Um, what about you, Ella? Yeah, I will kind of get off the fence a little bit. I would find it difficult to support England, if I'm honest with you. Um, whether he's been found guilty or not at trial, yeah, that's fine. But knowing the, the message that he has sent and the, the part he's played in that, it's enough to make any woman feel uncomfortable in the presence of him. So it made me question how are these women going to be able to be commentators or, you know, be journalists with them? How are they going to be able to be involved in that situation without feeling a certain way? And I think there's always got to be something to protect people who's working for you and I think that protection is kind of lost um obviously you know people can change and you know that's great that's fine but there's got to be at least a, a long period of reflection for for him before he can be back in that setup because otherwise it's you know it's just I did this oh I'm sorry let's move on and in a situation like that I don't think you can just move on that quickly if you are going to take time to you know make yourself better then you need that time to actually give yourself time to heal and to, to change and to reflect on what you've done and how you're going to make yourself a better person. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would personally find it difficult to support um, a team with someone like that on it. I think it's actually very hard to actually prove that you've um, changed from something like that as well, isn't yeah. it? Just because you haven't sent any rapey WhatsApp messages for a while um, yes. doesn't necessarily mean that you're not actually... Uh, yeah, you're, still, you're not still the same person just because you've been to some counselling or what have you doesn't yeah because yeah. you can be just box ticking there to try and make yourself look better rather than actually being any different inside maybe he is maybe he isn't I don't know but um yeah it's, it's a very complicated kind of area that isn't it Wazzy says he agrees with your analysis Ella on the Chris Gale thing power balance is key let's round up because I've kept you too long enough if I was to give you a magic wand we can alternate with a pointed piece, depending on how far we go, if you like. Things to change, things that the ECB, things that cricket, things that club cricket, things that anybody can do to make women feel more welcome, make women feel less, I guess, um, um, pressured or under threat or whatever. Where would you start, Ella? So the main thing for me is that I want to make sure that um, women, if they are in a female environment and they have maybe a male umpire or scorer or they're in a, in playing in a male's game, they need to know that they can report a situation if they hear it. If a comment is made, you do not need to put up with it. You can absolutely report it, talk to someone. Like, that's how you make a change. Call out those situations. I know it's difficult and it's very uncomfortable. I've been through it myself. Um, it's not a nice situation, but 
if we don't do it, it's not going to change. Um, so I have been working actually with um, the Sussex Cricket Foundation to to make it an easier way to report. So I want to make sure that every woman who plays a game of cricket, whether it's for one game because they're short and need to jump in or whether they've played for 25, 30 years, they know exactly how they report a situation. They know exactly who to go to, how to handle it. Um, they have the support they need emotionally. Um, I just want them to know that they're in a safe space, in a safe bubble and cricket can yeah. be inclusive for them. What about you, George? Have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I think well, Ella's answered that very well again. Um, but I would, I would say that the leagues... The, the male leagues um, should have more awareness of the girls that are playing within their leagues because I think it's something that's neglected quite a lot. Um, the division I play in, for example, there's four girls playing in, in different men's teams, um, yet there are very, very few clubs that have the facilities to, to sort of deal with that. And again, yeah, just make it uh, easier to report situations like that and also say to those men's clubs that this is something that we will not stand for. Sorry, when there's four in your league, there's four women playing. So four women in four different teams. Yeah. Does that, how does that, what's the kind of dynamic with that when you come up against a, another woman in another side? Is, is there any stuff around that that's maybe an issue or is that just good stuff? Um, surprisingly, there's still issues that happen there. You'd think that the players on both teams would sort of, be more aware of what's going on but I remember I think I was batting and there was another girl bowling at me and comments were made about a girl on girl situation I'm sure you can sort of decipher what that was yeah. um, <laughs> and that's that's a, a member it was from my opposing team but they are playing in a team with a girl I felt horrible for that other girl if she was in an environment that things like that were being said yeah no I can imagine yeah because like you say, your teammates wouldn't do that, but her teammates no. obviously do. So that's a, a less welcoming kind of uh, scenario, isn't it? Right, you've still yeah. got the magic wand. Either of you got anything else to add? Anything that you could change that uh, would make life better, would make cricket yeah, so, better? So it's more just for whether it's magic wand or just a comment. Um, I would like all men out there who play cricket, if you're an umpire, if you're actually playing the game, if you hear a comment, please call it out. Or if, if someone comes to you to say, I've heard this, please don't shrug it off. It's so important that one of the main ways to tackle it is by having men having uncomfortable um, conversations with their peers. You know, you've got to be able to, to break that down and say, mate, that's not on. Don't do that. You know, and that that's all, that all needs to be. And then all you need to do is go up to the girl and say, I'm really sorry. I've realised that's inappropriate. I should never have said that. And for me, that's fine. You've learned. Job done. Brush it under the carpet. Whereas if, if you don't call each other out, it's never going to change. So if you do play cricket, please please call each other out. It's a it's a major part into how we're going to um, keep moving forward. Georgia, last one for you. Any, well, before that, anything else on your magic wand? I don't think so. I You've think used your magic wand up now, haven't you? everything, yeah. <laughs> Apart from to make other people cry. Georgia's um, <laughs> 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 on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me once about having Muslim players playing for their club side and obviously... Yeah, bar taking is important. The Muslims wouldn't drink in the bar. How do we still make them feel welcome? And we talked about um, talking to each other and actually, you know, sitting down with them and saying, well, what would you want from this club? How can we help you? How can we integrate together? And actually having that conversation. I guess, Georgia, that, that same would apply to having women in your club. If you're not used to it, just sit down with people and actually say, are you feeling okay here? Do you, do you need anything from us? Are we, are we being all right to you? That kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, as we've said, uh, Sir Ella's club had no idea that, that those comments were being made to her. Yet when they did find out, they straight away were right behind her. Um, and I think that that probably made her realise, and it also me hearing the story, made me realise that maybe I need to talk to my club more. Um, because if those scenarios are happening, it will allow them to realise what's really going on. It's been great to have you both on. Ella, give it a plug. Hashtag say no to sexism. How can people get in touch, get involved, help out? Yeah, so um, obviously the hashtag is say no to sexism. So if you do see any of our posts, please do just share the content um, or even pass it on to anyone who you think it might be um, necessary for. So um, if there are any girls out there who are you know, struggling a little bit and they feel like they've got no support or they want to give up because of these kind of things, 
please just get in contact with us. Um, we're always happy to, to talk to you, help you out. Yeah, so we do want to start making this campaign progress more, um, keep the momentum up. So we are going to keep sharing things. Um, we do have T-shirts as well that, that we're all wearing in different locations to, to try and keep moving this up as well. So yeah, please keep sharing it. We're always happy. You know, Georgia and I are always happy to, to talk to people, go on podcasts like this, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you for having us. Um, always happy to, to talk to people and keep sharing the message. So, yeah, just keep sharing. Well, all power to you. Good luck with it in the future as well. I did yeah. see a little message, actually, when I tweeted that you were coming on later. Um, and we were talking about saying no to sexism. Because of my race racial backgrounds and stuff the um so we said oh more vote virtue signaling and the, the woke word came up again um i don't care if you call me woke i actually quite <laughs> want to be woke i think woke is actually caring about other people and how they feel that's yeah. a good thing so uh, you can call me woke and virtue signaling all you like um because i will continue to do it um, ella and georgia thank you very much indeed for joining me on the cricket budget podcast they've been the pleasure to have you on i'm sure we'll have a chat again in the future you can update me um, in a few months time and see how you're getting on with all of that and uh, we will be with you again with another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast very soon indeed cheers all Sports Social Podcast Network Hello it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing Chumba Casino coincidence I think not everybody's loving having fun with it Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary BGW. void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.